The Way It Is with Sunan. August Fall Jairash and joining me in studio is uh, former Major General or actual Major General, retired, retired yeah. uh, Kieran Brennan. Like I could be talking to you about hurling. I could be talking to you about RTE. I could be talking to you about the Defence Forces, Ukraine. Yeah, we have multiple topics we could talk about. But I suppose, could I say so, fantastic. You can eat an All-Ireland final. Isn't no it? open even this evening in Northern Park. Great credit to the to Derek Ling and his team and look we wish him the very best luck in Sunday we week we could spend half an hour on that now absolutely we, yeah. yeah but uh, look those boys it was a have great made match huge, wasn't it made huge sacrifices to get where they are yeah. and uh, as I know myself I've been there in the past great we match sure great result and it, you know it, it, it showed that Leinster hurling is alive and kicking yeah as distinct from what people say about Munster hurling absolutely absolutely well listen to me um, well mind, mind you Limerick are Munster ah, yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're an outstanding team and uh, <laughs> but I'm, the way people were talking Sue there was no other teams in Ireland bar Munster teams yeah but that myth was dispelled on Sunday I might get you back for an old chat about that. Sure, um, why not? Kieran? absolutely. But listen, first of all, um, we'll, we'll do go through all of these briefly. We are going to get the update on mm, Ukraine, yeah. which people really value from you. Um, but you were part of this debate on neutrality, which was set up by the government. And the, I think there were three separate ones. One was, was in yeah. UCC, one was yeah. in Galway, and one was then back in Dublin Castle. And you were at the one in Galway. Galway. yeah. The second yeah. one. Tell us about it. So, so really, I suppose it's a misnomer to say that I was involved in the neutrality debate because I wasn't really. The area that I spoke about was UN peacekeeping and the triple lock. That was my area of expertise because as the former Deputy Chief of Staff Operations for the Defence Forces, my responsibility was all, of, all overseas operations for the Defence Forces and then making sure that our connections with UN headquarters, with the European Union, with the uh, with, with NATO PFP were, were aligned with, with government policies. So effectively, our debate was about the whole area of UN peacekeeping and particularly the triple lock. Mm. And just by way of explaining, the triple lock is a, is a process that, that dictates whether or not Ireland participates in overseas operations. In other words, there must be a Security Council resolution, government approval, and Dáil approval. The issue is the Security Council resolution. Uh, resolution. There has been no new resolution since 2014 because of discon- disconnect and disharmony in the Security Council because of you know the conflict in Ukraine and the conflict in Syria. So the whole issue was, should Ireland go it alone in a peacekeeping mode without having a UN Security Council resolution? That was the gist yes. of the conversation. Yeah. And how did it go? Well, basically, there's conflicting views. My, my, my personal view is that obviously in, 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 in the ideal world, you would have a Security Council resolution. But if, for example, a humanitarian crisis erupted in the Balkans next year, right, and, and, and there was a requirement to, 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 to protect women and children from being killed and slaughtered, surely we have an obligation to go in as part of a, a European Union a force to protect those people if there wasn't a Security Council resolution. Other people would have said, no, under no circumstances should you go near anything without a Security Council resolution. I respect their opinion, but I would contend that you can't not do something if something wrong is happening. Because you're waiting for permission like, for example, from we the likes sent of a, we sent a warship. We sent a warship to the Mediterranean uh, to rescue migrants. We rescued 17,500 migrants. That ship was fully armed with professional sailors. But, but there was no security mandate, United Nations security mandate. So what's the difference between that and sending troops, say, to somewhere in, in the Balkans, just for example, to protect and defend 
uh, women and children who suffer the most during conflict. So that would be my argument. Mm-hmm. But as I said, uh, the outcome would be for another day and it'd be a government decision as to whether that policy would change. What did you make of, I asked you briefly about the president's um, intervention and it was an intervention yeah. um, on on basically the person, the personnel, the uh, chairman, yeah. uh, chairwoman of, of the whole process and people like yourself, really, um, he was, you know, saying yeah. effectively that you were all kind of anti-neutrality effectively. Um, what, what what was your feeling? But personally, about I, I the met whole uh, debate? Professor Lewis Richardson, a most distinguished academic. She was the chairwoman. And the chairwoman, mm. and I th- I thought his comments were ill judged, and I think he, he he gave a type of apology to her. Look, uh, you know, in relation to his reference to generals, water off 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 a duck's back, as far as I'm concerned, I knew that I I you know He's my the conju- commander in chief though. Yes, isn't it? Yeah, and but what I would say, Sue, is that like. I knew myself that I, I, I've walked, not only have I walked to walk, but I, I'll talk, I can talk to talk, but I've also walked to walk. I know what I'm talking about in respect of overseas operations and the challenges therein. So if he made a disparaging mark about me as, as a general Soviet, I, I, I just wash off ducks back to me. Disappointed though? I would be disappointed. I, I, don't think, I don't think his comments were well thought out. I know he has a very, very strong view on where we sit in respect of neutrality, in where we sit in the world and on social issues. That's his background and that's where he, where, and in fact, he, I was in Corkin on, 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 on Sunday at the National Day Commemoration. We didn't quite meet, but we passed very close by. Did you? Yes. You didn't say how you, or he didn't say how you. We didn't get the opportunity to speak. <laughs> Listen to me, you were up um, also in, in your role as a, as a retired uh, member of the Defence Forces, retired uh, Major General. You were also up meeting. Yes, yeah, so basically uh, the, this, 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 this statutory inquiry that the government is, is, is putting in place in respect of the findings of the independent review group, review, review group into the Defence Forces. Uh, we were invited by Antonis Michal Martin to visit him in government building. I'm talking here about the veterans associations and I represented the United Nations Veterans Associations and we got a very good hearing for an hour in government buildings and we looked at we discussed some of the items in respect not specifically the report but what would be contained within the terms of reference we gave certain viewpoints in respect of 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 the report itself and we gave some uh, recommendations in respect of the uh, of the terms of reference but as we know now it's going to be a full a full public inquiry I haven't seen the full terms of reference yet, but I don't think anybody's going to be happy with the terms of reference, neither the representative associations, the veteran associations or the women of honour group. You think not? No, because, uh, I mean, the, 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 I know the women of honour group want a very expansive terms of reference. Uh, my view on the terms of reference is certainly expansive, but go into areas where the defence forces had no control over issues. For example, the complaints process in the defence forces, part of that complaints process, uh, is, uh, it resides with the ombudsman for the defence forces, where the ombudsman makes a final declaration or decision in respect of a complainant complaint. That can take a significant amount of time, uh, but that doesn't seem to be part of the remission of this particular inquiry. And that's, a, that's, that's my understanding at the moment. Maybe that might change. Okay, has it? It there it hasn't been in the news that much recently. Um, well, you know Kieran, why, of course. Why? <laughs> well, we have RT in the news at the moment, so as you know yourself. Uh, but have other people come forward? Um, you know, I know there was dismay. Obviously, people were horrified. Yeah. People like yourself, yeah. um, you know, were um, 
I suppose, hurt to some extent by what was said or blindsided by what was uh, said. No, and I'm my, my issue, not I, using the best terminology No, but, but the point I would say to you, Sue, is that many colleagues and many veterans were upset about the fact that every veteran, people who served this state honourably and with distinction, and I said to you previously, not only put their lives on hold, but put their lives on the line right across the globe, were thrown under a bus by this report. In other words, everybody was 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 in was was implication. That is absolutely incorrect. I've met hundreds of veterans over the last couple of weeks, and that's the one thing that's coming across, right? That certainly there were there were people who commissioned misdemeanors, and if those misdemeanors means that on Gardaí Corner have to launch a, a, an investigation, so be it. And let's let's do that. But there are hundreds of veterans who feel implication in this when you know they served honourably and also with the highest degree of probity. So it's important that this inquiry yes, gets let's it get, right. Yes, get it right and let's get the facts out. For everybody. Ex- exa- exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Okay. Listen, to, to Ukraine, um, Kieran. again, like every time you come in, there's been a massive new uh, development and um, you were away when we had this like extraordinary march on Moscow by uh, this man. Yigeny Prigovian. Yeah, who you you talked about this Wagner group or Wagner group way, way back and, and their role and so on. What on earth is, is happening now well, at the moment? The is he, group is was, he was, was, dead it, or in prison? No, or? It, looks, it looks as if he's alive and kicking and he, he remains a threat to, to Putin. You must remember the Wagner group was, was a shadowy organisation. That was that has the support of of, of President Putin and, and and basically they were doing proxy work for the for the Russian government mm. in areas like for example Central African Republic, Awful Libya, uh, Syria, and for example in Mali now for example their 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 exploits in Mali unprecedented has 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 resulted in the 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 decision to withdraw the United Nations force of fourteen thousand MINUSMA force from Mali. That means that that independent, uh, you know, that, that that independent group of people that are there to monitor the situation, report on human rights abuses, they're out of the country in six. This is unprecedented, because and the vacuum will be taken up by the the Wagner group, uh, because uh, obviously the, the 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 new government in Mali just don't want the uh, the uh, the UN in there. But in the context of what happened in Russia, it was an extraordinary event. He, he, he left the front lines around Bakhmut. He took over the city of Rostov on Don, which was the main hub, operational hub for the Russian forces in southern, uh, in southern Ukraine. As he was leaving the city, he got clapped out of the city by, 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 by the local population and the military. And for some reason then, he decided to call off his, uh, his march on Moscow. After over 22 to 25 members of the Russian Air Force had been killed by some of his missiles when aircraft and helicopters were knocked out of the sky. So it's an extraordinary turn bizarre. of events. Bizarre. Bizarre, yeah, bizarre. But he's a bizarre. But that's that's what you get when you when you create a monster and that's what he really is. But Putin has poisoned and killed people, anybody who opposed him or thrown them yeah. in jail. Why is this guy still at large? We'll, we'll see how, how that works out for him. Okay, all right. <laughs> Do you think he's got bodyguards around? Well, him? he's plenty of bodyguards, but at the end of the day, uh, Putin never forgives his enemies. He has a track He'll record of, and his, his favorite method of dealing with his enemies is through the use of poison or yeah. some such uh, me- methodology. And uh, uh, my own view is that uh, Golden is, 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 you know, his certainly his life is 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 significantly threatened at this stage. Now, unless unless uh, Putin has a has has a bigger role for maybe internationally out of Russia in the context of delivering 
uh, significant results for the Russian Federation in, in Africa or in the Middle God, East. It's horrific, isn't it? And the cluster munitions then, um, this doesn't seem to be America in particular covering herself in glory. Well, Does see, it the cluster tell us, see, so, so, so this is all tied in, Sue, to the, uh, to the Ukrainian uh, offensive at the moment, counteroffensive at the moment. I suppose this, there was great expectations about this offensive, but what, what, what was not fully understood so that the Russians have had time to prepare they've put in significant uh, obstacles in the way of, of the Ukrainians and their ability to conduct mobile warfare has been significantly diminished by the obstacles minefields barbed wire uh, uh, anti-tank ditches covered by artillery and anti-tank weapons and their ability to conduct maneuver warfare uh, has been very very limited because seemingly they have significant resources uh, mobile armored resources so in effect, they needed to try and get some kind of a methodology to get through these defences, hence the cluster bombs. Uh, so in relation to cluster bombs, um, you know, just to be clear on this, they were a key part of all militaries during the Cold War. Every, every nation had them. Um, now, they're prohibited by more than uh, 100 countries. And in fact, the cluster munitions, the Convention on Cluster Munitions was a treaty that was negotiated in Dublin in 2018. I, I was in, I, we had a small involvement in that. Really? Yeah. And the Cluster Munitions Convention was then signed in Oslo a couple of months later. So the actual convention itself and the Irish government had a very, very strong lead in this, particularly Defence and Department of Foreign Affairs. And we played a significant role in developing and getting that implemented. So why now? Because I say the, 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 the Ukrainians feel that they need something akin to the high marks which they got about nine months ago to give them that bit of an impetus to try and get through the uh, the Russian defences. Because at the end of the day, Sue, you know, we're now in the middle of July. You know, the time is running out for the Ukrainians. They have about 12 weeks now of probably guaranteed good weather to try and make, to get the military effects that they need in order to, 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 to reach their objectives. But if they're wrong, they're wrong. The cluster munitions. Okay, cluster it's munitions. It's just a case of all is fair in love and war. Well, <laughs> it's like this. Uh, the Ukrainians, the Russians, the Chinese, and the Americans have not signed the 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 uh, mm. the, 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 the uh, convention on cluster munitions. Okay, the Ukrainians would, would view this as 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 a means of getting the Russian invaders out of their territory. I agree a sympathy with that. The problem with cluster munitions is that when they when they uh, when they leave their 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 mothership, the the bomb that drops them. Some of them don't explode. And just give you one one statistic I found, I heard about there yesterday, which astounded me. During the Vietnam War, the Americans in conducted military operations covertly in many cases in in the neighbouring country of Laos. They dropped two hundred and sixty million cluster bombs. Two hundred and sixty million cluster bombs. Mm. Now, when I say that was all the small bombs that came out of the the, the, the larger bombs, and they're anti-civilian. And of since course, since the, the end of the things. Vietnam War, which would be about nineteen seventy three. 11,000 members of, of, of the, La- the Laotian community have died from cluster bombs. So that gives you an... Uh, 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 so they are a very in, in, insidious weapon. The, the issue is the ones that don't explode. And there's, there's yeah. probably hundreds of them. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, and by the way, the Americans... And that's why there was a treaty. Yeah, and the Americans have spent, by the way, billions in Laos trying to clear up the mess, you know. The Russians have also used them in, in, in Ukraine as well. There's no question about that, yeah. you know. I'm not saying it's right, but all is love and fair and more. You know what I mean? That's that phrase that you used there a minute ago. Love and more, right? And in this instance, now, the re- Ukrainians have been told they cannot use them in, in urban settings and they cannot use them within Russia itself. So we'll see whether that works out or not. Yeah, but a lot of people live in the so, countryside. So just, just give it a sense. If, 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 if one cluster bomb was, uh, God forbid it ever happened, was, was, was delivered to Northern Park in, in two hours' time, 
the place would be decimated. That's that's how that's how that's how. And not only do they do they kill people, but they also disable tanks. They, they disable artillery, and that's what the, why the Ukrainians are looking for them. And they're a legacy then. Of and then the legacy yeah. issue then, you know, goes on. Well, um, so a very negative um, reaction to it, and and like have all the other NATO countries voted. Well, it's most NATO countries have, have... The treaty to Yeah, most them. of the, the, the NATO countries. But this is a, a decision by the Americans. And, you know, as you know, there's the, uh, there's the NATO summit in Vilnius, Lithuania, which was probably put there intentionally because it's close to the border with, with, uh, with, 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 with Ukraine. And, uh, you know, it seems that there is no kickback from the other NATO members in respect of America supplying these cluster Standing munitions. Standing idly yeah. by... Yeah, it is. It is, and 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 by the way, it it could be a it could be a a game changer for the Ukraine. That's that's the the, the significant thing about it. It could actually be a game changer for the Ukraine because it could allow them uh, to to progress their counteroffensive a bit more speedily. All right, Kieran, um, fascinating, and we could hold on to you for the whole show uh, today. Will you come back fairly soon? Uh, and talk about Kenny Hurling to us it? again. Yeah, I think that's the next the yeah, next deal, yeah, no isn't it? No problem. No problem. Um, yeah, are you excited about the prospects? It's just so fantastic to be in the All Ireland. Yeah, it's great. Always, it's great for I have two grandchildren down in down in uh, down in Wexford, and uh, they're meant to go to the All Ireland, even though they're, they're Wexford boys. But I can guarantee you, they'll be shouting for Kilkenny if they go. <laughs> Very good, Kieran. Thanks so much as always uh, for joining us and giving us the benefit of uh, your. Uh, very deep uh, knowledge of all these matters. Thanks very much okay, indeed. So the way it is with Sunan.